Ooh, the Lord is good. Amen. Praise His name. Well, it's so exciting to be back together again. As John, the aged apostle, said, truly our fellowship is with the Father and with His Son, Jesus Christ the righteous. I love that word from Dave this morning. Um, peace. Whatever area of your need is in your life, peace from Jesus. This is my body, he said, which is for you. He had a perfect, holy body. Yeah, everything about him. Love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control is all for us. That's why you're so self-controlled, no matter what you go through in life. Aren't you, mums? And dads? Aren't you, Paul? Yes. Amen. I declare it for the glory of his name. Amen. Hallelujah. Lord, we just pray that you'd move through your word and take over my lips. Holy Spirit, just move for the glory of the Son of God, the eternal Son of God, the one who has been highly exalted and given a name above every name, the one who would be singing holy, 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 Lord God Almighty. Father, exalt your Son this morning for the honor and glory of his name. In Jesus' name, amen. Oh, <clears throat> Wow. Arise and shine is our theme this year, uh, this month. Sorry, Dave, correct. We're into healing this year. Amen. A year of healing. Amen. God's word is so powerful. It's, God spoke and he created galaxies. Everything we see out there in the community, in our solar system, in, 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 in the universe, right down through the microscope to the telescope, was all created through God speaking, and he's still speaking. It says in these last days, he's spoken to us by his son, and he's still creating. And there's a new creation going on within you because of the word of God. And I know that you read it all the time. I know that you just can't wait to get back to the book, back to the word of God. It's living and abiding, and you just meditate on it day and night because it is life-giving. Amen. Praise God for that. Starting... We're going to be talking about Arise and Shine. We are going to go to Isaiah 60. But before that, I just want to lay a bit of a foundation and clear something up maybe a little bit, if I can, to lay a foundation for the year. Okay? So we're going to start off with <clears throat> the fact that we are sanctified. We're being sanctified. That word sanctified, by the way, means made holy. We are made holy. We're being made holy. And one day... We will be made holy. There'll be no more aging. So first and foremost, we look at uh, Hebrews 10, verse 14. Love that scripture. I very rarely go back to the old King James with the these and thous in it, because I use the new King James, but this one has it correct. I believe it says one off by one offering. He has perfected forever. Wow, perfected Forever, that's powerful. Perfected forever. Those who are made holy. New King James says being made holy. And there's an aspect that we are as well, being made holy. But what we're talking about here is we're sanctified in our spirit. See, we're made up of spirit, soul, and body. And when we say we are sanctified, we're being sanctified and we will be sanctified. We're sanctified, first of all, in our spirit, made holy. Because those of us who have received Jesus, he dwells within us. We've been made alive. We who were dead in trespasses and in sin, it says that in Ephesians chapter 2. And when we're born again of the incorruptible seed of the word of God and we receive Jesus as Lord of our lives, 
when we turn and repent and look to him by faith, something happens on the inside. I still remember when I was 20 and a half, when I received Jesus as Lord of my life, I turned away from my own life, all that I was living that was of self, and I turned to him and I wanted to be sure that I was saved. I was not going to settle for anything less than 100%. And then I opened the Word of God in John 6 and read from verse 37, and Jesus said this, and it was in red, because the words of Jesus in red, and I understood that at 20 years old, and it says, Jesus said, and I was reading it, and it came alive in me. He said, all that the Father has given me shall come to me, and he that comes to me I will in no wise cast out. And it was like it was like he was speaking directly to me. This is the living Word of God. In the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God. The Word was God. All things were made by him. Without him was not anything made that was made, and in him is life. And we have the Word. That is Jesus. So it came alive in me, and he lives in me, and he's never left me ever since. Now, I had a lot to learn in my soul, my mind, will, and emotions that tended to get in the way over the years, but I was made alive in the Spirit initially. And it says in Romans chapter 8, verse 1 and 2, it says, There is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus, who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. For the law of the Spirit of life in Christ has set me free from the law of sin and death. Yes, I was born selfish. That's what sin is. It's self-centeredness, living from my mind, my will, and my emotions. In other words, being very soulish, living from my soul. But here's something that happened in my spirit. God is a spirit. My Father is a spirit. And something was made alive in my spirit as I received the Word of God. Galatians 5 verse 24 and 25 says, And those who are Christ's have crucified the flesh, with its passions and its desires. There's no question there's passions and desires that come from my mind, will, and emotions. If we live in the Spirit, that's if we're born again and life for us is in the Spirit now, yeah, let us also walk in the Spirit. See, the source of life is not from my soul, not from my feelings anymore. I do have feelings. I do have emotions. I do have thoughts. That is in my soul. But God is a spirit, and there's something quickened or made alive in me. My spirit has been, I've been reborn. Yeah. You see, the first man, Adam, was, a, 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 was made a living soul. But the second man, it says, a life-giving spirit, that's Christ. And he gave me life in my spirit. We need to understand what is spirit, what is soul, and what is body. So when we're talking about spirit, by one and offering, he has perfected forever them that are sanctified. Because Jesus dwells in here, the light of the world lives in my spirit. It couldn't be, my spirit couldn't be more holy. <laughs> Completely as righteous as Christ. That's my spirit. Now that we are sanctified, let's understand that. But we're also being sanctified as we read, read through the scriptures. In 1 Peter 2, in verse 11 and 12, it says, Beloved, I beg you as sojourners and pilgrims, abstain from fleshly lusts that war against the soul. There's some fleshly activity that can still go on in our soul. It could be in our mind. It could be emotions. It could be all sorts of things. There's soulish activity that needs to be uh, brought into subjection. 
and verse 12 says, having our conduct or your conduct honorable among the nations or Gentiles, that when they speak against you as evildoers, they may by your good works, which they observe, glorify God in the day of visitation. This is the day of visitation. Right now, right here, God is visiting you with his grace, with his mercy, with his love, with his favor, with his blessing. It's a day of visitation, and it'll transform your life if your heart is open to him. Praise God. But we, there is a process going on within the soul because it says um, we're to lead every thought captive to the obedience of Christ. We're to have our uh, soul or our life transformed by the renewing of our mind. Sometimes there's an old database there or a, a virus there of self-centeredness that can pop out at times. That's in our soul. That's in our mind, will, and emotions. You only need to be married and have a bit of rodu, 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 a bit of an argument with the missus, because Ruth and I never do that. We, she always, I always agree with her. I was going to say she agrees with me. That could be an argument. We just started right there. <laughs> but you got to understand what is spirit, what is soul, and what is body. We are sanctified. The deed is done in the spirit. If you're born again of the incorruptible seed of the word of God, you're partaking of Jesus' body. No sin is in his body. He not only doesn't sin, he cannot sin. I'm made alive. There's that which in me that cannot sin. We'll always say yes and amen to God. But there's something else in my soul that is warring. The spirit wars against the flesh and the flesh against the spirit. So that's why we need the word of God and the spirit as we grow. And we are being sanctified. We are being made holy as we walk through life with the Lord. That's in our soul. So let's understand that spirit, soul, and then we will be sanctified. That's body. If you read in 1 Corinthians um, 15, verse 53, it says, For this corruptible shall put on incorruptible, and this mortal must put on immortality. Our bodies, there's no question, we can't argue with the fact that our bodies are growing old. You know, I was doing the lawns yesterday, and they'd grown quite long. Boy, are they growing, eh? It, and uh, I'm doing it with a push mower. And every time I look out, I see these lawns. You can see them growing. And uh, I decided to do them yesterday, even though I'm preaching today. So, And being in my mind, the old mindset is that I'm still a teenager. But my old body, after all the eating and that over Christmas, was not keeping up. But I wasn't going to stop because I'm stubborn. And I pushed my way through. <sighs> Hour and a half later, it took me about four hours to recover. There's no question our bodies are getting a bit older and not, I'm not as fit. Even though my mind's still back in my 20s, I'm not as, I can't just plow through and do eight hours like that, an hour and a half, and i am had it. But this mortal is going to put on immortality. One day we're going to receive a body like unto his glorious body. So you are sanctified. Spirit. God's a spirit. Walk in the spirit, and then you won't fulfill the lust of the flesh. You're being sanctified. Yes, we lead every thought captive to the obedience of Christ. Every attitude that's not of God, because the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, as Dave was sharing with us in communion, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. And it says, against such there is no law. And though that a Christ have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. That's where that verse came from that we read. 
So when something doesn't come out that's not a fruit of the Spirit, don't just sweep it under the carpet and say, oh, well, I have a right to feel like that. Or I know I yelled at the kids, but honestly, they deserved it. No. Let's actually take hold of that and deal with it and grow. Let's apply the Word of God to our soul and be made holy. We're being conformed to the image of His Son, but we're already transformed. We're already made alive. The power within us that says no to our flesh is the Christ in us. There is something that's far more powerful now than self-centeredness. Like I won't, I'll go fishing instead of coming to church on Sunday. I don't, won't worry, you know. I'll just enjoy the Lord by myself out on the water. After all, He did create everything, you know. No, lead those thoughts captive to the obedience of Christ. Don't come for what you can get in church. Come for what you can give. Amen. We are sanctified, we're being sanctified, and we will be sanctified. We're sanctified in the spirit, we're being sanctified in the soul, and our body one day will be sanctified. Does that clear that up, hopefully? Amen. Good foundation to start the year because we want to be walking in the spirit and not tripping over ourselves in our souls, but rather letting our souls come into obedience to Christ. Yes? Romans 8, can't go past that one before we start on Isaiah 60, uh, verse 9, but you are not in the flesh. See, life for you might have been in the flesh. It was for me before I was 20 and received the Lord. Life for, for me was all about my feelings, my will, my emotions. But once I got born again, it wasn't about me anymore. You see, it was about Him. You are not in the flesh, but in the Spirit. That word Spirit is pneuma, which means breath breath of God. He has breathed within me. In fact, there's, there's a spiritual breath within me. It's like a well of living water. It's my Father's breath. It says, if indeed the Spirit of God dwells in you. Now, if anyone doesn't have the Spirit of Christ, you're not His, it says there. So you need to be born again. It's not a matter of a religion or about saying something or this or that. There's something that happens within you that changes you. No longer do you live from self. You're born from above now. Amen. Okay. God's breath is in everything. I got up this morning and you just walk outside. I just see him in the plants. I see everything that he has made has his fingerprints on it. But it has also his breath in it. Breath of God. And we read in Isaiah 60. It's important that we go here because our theme for this month is arise and shine. And it's not us that wants to shine, it's the Christ in us, which is us. <laughs> so there you go. Okay, and it says arise, shine. It doesn't say arise and preach. Yeah? It says shine, not preach. Some of us like to preach, I'm not looking at anyone in particular. <laughs> It doesn't say arise and, and, and go to church every Sunday, but we love doing that, and that's good to do that. It says arise and shine, 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 for your light has come. Who's our light? And the glory of the Lord is risen upon you. How amazing is that? This year, 2023, your light has come. This is a day of visitation. Your light has come. The glory of the Lord has risen upon you as you learn to walk in the Spirit and trust in Him and feed upon Him and delight yourself in the Lord. 
For behold, the darkness shall cover the earth, and deep darkness the people. Well, we only need to look on the news. We only need to look around the world today. There's all sorts of darkness there, so that's true. Um, uh, deep darkness the people, yes. Suicide, there's all sorts of stuff out there. It's a day of visitation. It's a day for you and I to shine. This is our day. But the Lord will arise over you. Yes, even though the circumstances out there may be adverse, the Lord will rise over you and His glory will be seen upon you. That's the Shekinah glory of God. Something in this temple has, is fit now for the King of kings and Lord of lords because by one offering He has perfect me, perfected me forever. And now his presence and the Shekinah glory can come down. Just like when Jesus got baptized at the River Jordan by John the Baptist, the Holy Spirit descended like a dove upon him. This is the day of visitation from God, yes? Amen. And Gentiles shall come to your preaching. Gentiles shall come to your church, Dave. Is that what it says? I can't see that up there. Is it light, is it? To your light. Yeah. What's your life look like when you're working during the week? What does your life look like when you're at home with the kids and they're not listening to you? What does your life look like when you go through all sorts of trials? Does it change the way you are? What does it really look like? Is it light or is it darkness? The Gentiles will come to your light. And kings to the brightness of your rising. This is a day for you to arise and shine. In the spirit, you can. But if you make your soul, your feelings, your emotion, your will, your thoughts the center and source, if you live from here and Christ is not your head, but your head's firmly fixed on your head, and that's the source of your life, well, you won't be so much shining because when we're shining, we're shining the light and love of the creator of the universe. Amen. And we were letting our light shine when we did Santa's Grotto. We weren't arising and preaching, but we were arising and shining. And so often churches like to get the community and they like to preach. But people came from all nations, over a thousand people coming through because they came to our light. We've built a bridge to our community over many events that we've run run and it's simply just to shine just to be there to communicate we care about our community we love our community we're not going to preach down to you we're not going to preach at you we're just going to let our light shine this is a day for you to shine in your workplace for you to shine in your family shine the light and the glory and the love of God let the fruit of the spirit just flow out from your life and what's going to happen Nations will come, Gentiles, that's nations shall come to your light and kings to the brightness of your rising. This is a time for you and I to arise and to shine. A day of the visitation of the Lord. I'm excited about that. <laughs> he, yeah, amen. It's not, a, it's not a day to look back at yesterday's failures, you know, last year, you know, and the lockdown and uh, things like that. No. Or it was a hard year because I was crook. Or no, just look. Let your eyes look straight at the glory of the Lord. His body's for you. His holiness is for you. His blessing and favor is for you. 
Even when you go through adverse conditions, the Lord is with you at all times. He will never leave you and forsake you. And he's doing something in our lives when he allows us to go through trials. And it causes us to shine even more. If everything was always easy in life, we wouldn't really have a reason to be cast upon the Lord. We'd probably have it all sorted ourselves. But how many of you know that life doesn't always go the way we want it, does it? It throws so many curveballs at us all the time. Especially if you've got a family. Amen. But we're going to rise and shine. See, there was a time in Egypt, in Exodus chapter 10 and verse 21 and 22, it says, uh, when God judged uh, with the 10 plagues, one of them was darkness that was over the whole land of Egypt before Pharaoh let the children of Israel go. Uh, about 2 million people in the nation of Israel. And uh, it says there, uh, there was darkness over all the land of Egypt for three days. That's... Uh, and they did not see one another, nor did anyone rise from his place. That's how dark it was. For three days. You've been in a cave? I've been in a cave before with a real dark, eh? Where you can't even see remotely nothing. No glowworms, I mean. Not a cave with glowworms. Darkness that can be felt. It was even darker than that. But it says all the children of Israel had light in their dwellings. They were living in the land of Goshen. And they had light in their dwellings. And I believe that was divine light, miraculous light. See, if they were using candles in Goshen, the Egyptians could have grabbed the candles and used candles. But this was a miraculous darkness. And they felt it was a judgment of God. But it was also miraculous light that was in the dwelling. Not natural light, but a heavenly light. And that's the light that God wants to shine in you. And you to shine out that heavenly, miraculous light of God, divine light, the light of Christ shining out uh, through us. The three days, it was dark for three days. That's really the cross, isn't it? Three days and three nights. It was dark when Jesus died. It was dark when he was in the tomb. It wasn't until the third day uh, on the resurrection morning after three days and three nights that uh, Jesus, the tomb stone was rolled away. Jesus rose from the dead. Amen. So we can have light in our souls because Christ died for our sins. He was buried, but then he rose again. And that life has risen within us. When we receive him as Lord and Savior, we have the resurrection and the life living in us. Praise God. Amen. As, as a believer in Jesus, we can go through anything and still be okay. Doesn't mean to say it's going to be easy. It's not easy. We know it's, it's hard. Life is often very, very hard. I've had a lot of curveballs thrown at me, a lot of soul searching, a lot of, and that's painful there. But it's also painful when we go through things in our lives where we, we have injury or uh, medical issues and things to cope with on a daily basis. Uh, my son James struggles with a medical condition. Some people have been through terrible things in life, but they keep trusting in the Lord and they push through. And it just refines who they are. And with that, I'd just like to honor Andy and all that you've been through, Andy. It was great just talking to you on the phone yesterday. You've been married 41 years. That was yesterday to Shirley, anniversary. And he's been through some trials. And he was looking forward to being here this morning and just meeting with us. He says, I want to give you a big hug when you come. You know, our brother has got a steadfast, strong faith in the Lord. And I just honor Andy. And Shirley, you've stood beside him. What a, she's sharing the trial as much as Andy. Praise God 
for mighty men and women like these couple that can go through and believers in Christ who can stand firm on the rock of their salvation no matter what they go through. Glory to God, eh? Praise God. And you are strong too. You're strong in the Lord and in the power of His might and you can arise and shine this year and nations will come to your light. Oh, I'm excited about that. You know, <laughs> there was a conversation between the Godhead way back before creation and uh, there was a they're saying, God is one, of course. Father, Son, Holy Spirit, one, one God. There's not three gods. But communing, even when they created, he said, let us make man in our image. But they said, well, who will go for us? <clears throat> and and, and, and the, son, the eternal Son of God, Jesus, the eternal Son of God, he says, behold, I come. In the volume of the book it is written of me to do your will, O God. And he, 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 he put his hand up, I'll go. I'll go with the light. I'll go with the message. I will go all the way to the cross. I will redeem this people that have been created. He was eternal word. He was the eternal son. Nothing was made without God making it through Christ. In the beginning was the word. The word was with God. The word was God. All things were made by him. Without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life. And that life is the light of men. If you want to know where your light comes from, if you're going to rise and shine, it's the life of Christ. In him was life. So he puts his hand up and says, I will come and I'll do your will. Remember him in the Garden of Eden, he said, not uh, Gethsemane, sorry, he said, not my will, but yours be done. As he was going to the cross, he said to the Father, he prayed that. The word has spoken. You now, though, are the light of the world. There came a time when Jesus was with the disciples. He was the light of the world. And then he said, you are the light of the world. They're going, what? I thought you were the light of the world. No, no, you're the light of the world. Oh, so we're the light of the world. Yes, arise and shine. Christ is in you. Let Christ shine through your life by saying, not my will. I will lay my life on the altar. Because who else is going to go and shine the light of God for the nations to come to our light? If it's not you and I. Not my will. I could take it easy and go fishing today. I could take it easy and stay at home. I could take it easy and spend everything I have just on me. I could not bother going the extra mile and helping out in the church, in the community. I could do all that, but it would be all about my will. But Jesus said, not my will. I'll go all the way to the cross. I'll lay down my life that I might have something that's of eternal worth and eternal value. Amen. And we've been redeemed with his precious blood. What a saviour. Hallelujah. What a saviour. John the Baptist said, and uh, he said in, in, in John's gospel, he said he, he was not that light. They asked him, are you, are, you, are you he that should come? Or do we look for someone else? Because Jesus, the Messiah, had been prophesied through the word of God for thousands of years, you could say. Many scriptures. But John came to be a witness of that light we, we in ourselves are not the source we are not that light in our soul we can have light in our soul our soul can be saved we can be transformed by renewing our mind but he is that light and he lives within us and he shines through us yes no longer I who live when I've been buried with him in the waters of baptism not my will but yours be done no matter what the cost so John 
ultimately lost his head, didn't he? John the Baptist, he said, I'm not that light. He lost his head. Sometimes our head gets in the way. Because the head of the church is Christ. When you're reading Ezekiel about 47, about him going out, he had this vision, a thousand cubits, waters to the ankles, another thousand cubits, waters to the knee, and the Spirit took him out into the full flow, up to the waist, then up to here. Some people say up to here. Now, if you read the word, it was waters to swim in. And then only the head is showing. And our head, the head of the man, is Christ. That's what God wants to see in our lives showing as we are immersed in the living water. As a living water that flows from the throne of God flows through us. So John ultimately lost his head. He was prepared. Whatever came his way, he was just there, the forerunner, to declare the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. God's saying today, who will go for us? Who will take my light, my love, my life to the, to the nations? Is there anyone here that'll say, I'll go? Because really, we're it. Those who have received Jesus, those who are born again of his incorruptible seed, of his word and his incorruptible spirit, we're it. Arise, shine. For the glory of the Lord is risen upon you. Praise God. We can go. We're in. You know, the disciples, they left all to follow the Lord. They were actually, some of them were there in the boat, mending the nets with their father because they're fishermen. That was their trade. Who knows? They might have been making good money. They could have been raking it in. It was a generational business, and they could have been raking it in. And God said, the Lord said to them, come, follow me. And later on, he said to them, you didn't choose me. If God's saying to you today, come, follow me, will you come like those disciples did? Will you leave all to follow the Lord today, to go to the nations, to let your light shine, not your preaching, but your light, your life, just sold out for Jesus every moment of every day, just to shine in the workplace, to shine in your family, to shine in your community, to shine, 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 arise, shine, for your light has come and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. So often we think it's our choice. And Jesus said, and I learned this in my 20s, I read it, I even made a song about it, I could sing it to you. But he said, you didn't choose me, but I chose you. And they could have said to him, Lord, we left the nets. We left everything. And you telling us, you're lying to us. We chose to follow you. We could have said, blow you, you know, we're going to stay here. We're raking it in. We're raking it in. We're going to stay with the Father's business. It's a generational thing. You expect us to give our inheritance up just like that? He said, no, you didn't choose me. Do you know you didn't choose him? He chose you. And he ordained you that you should go and bring forth fruit and that your fruit should remain. You say, I thought it was me that chose. I thought when I was in my 20s, it was my choice. But that's what was going on in my Swede and in my soul. But there was something far more deeper going on. It was his incorruptible word, the seed of his word and his spirit that was already sowing and coming to life in my spirit. <laughs> Glory. <clears throat> Is any water around here? I can't sing a song with the... A dry mouth, you see. That's why we're told to shine and not to preach, because you get dry. We don't want dry preaching. But I meditated on those words. 
in my 20s, and uh, I made just a real simple little song on my guitar, and it goes like, um, You have not chosen me, but I have chosen you. You have not chosen me, but I have chosen you. That you should go and bring forth fruit, that your fruit should remain. You have not chosen me, but I have chosen you. <clears throat> Need my guitar, sorry. And then it goes, the second verse goes, When the time had come, I went to the cross. When the time had come, I went to the cross. And there did suffer for your sakes, so that you might be mine. You have not chosen me. But I have chosen you. Yeah, amen. And he's gone there because he wants you to take the light to the Gentile nations, the light of God. Amen. Praise his name. Tim passed. Right. Let's stand up. Amen. Let's stand. Let's just make a declaration, eh? Let's change it up a bit. We'll make a declaration uh, for this year because of uh, Jesus' perfect finished work at the cross. All of God's promises, provision, protection, and good success are yes and amen for us to the glory of God. Amen. So let's just repeat after me. Let's declare for 2023. I declare that I am special in Jesus' eyes. Amen, you certainly are. That's a good word right there. And he loves me unconditionally. Wow. I have an awesome, awesome destiny. Jesus has equipped me with gifts, talents, and abilities. Today I receive the abundance of grace. And the gift of righteousness to reign in life. I give thanks that his favor surrounds me like a shield and opens doors of opportunity for me. Because of Jesus, I am the head and not the tail. Above and not beneath, the lender and not the borrower, I do not suffer lack, but are surrounded by his abundance, his wisdom, his peace, and his protection. Thank you, Jesus, for your finished work at the cross for me. I believe with all my heart that I am greatly blessed, highly favored, and deeply loved. Amen.